Hello, everyone. This is Patriot. Now, before we begin the show tonight, I just wanted to remind everybody how important it is that everybody out there who's a Patriot takes a moment to think about reallocating their financial resources to align with their political and their spiritual values. This is very, very important, folks. You've heard me talk about this many, many times, and I have a perfect solution for everybody out there to stop funding the big box conglomerates by going and doing your shopping at places like Walmart and Target for your personal and your household products. The company that I'm working with, switch-stores.com slash Patriot Underground, gives you an opportunity to do all of your shopping with the good guys. They have the best products out there, folks, non-toxic, absolutely incredible, manufactured in the United States. They compete directly with the cabal corporations. They have a 90 plus percent customer retention rate. What does that tell you? They have great prices. They have great customer service. And most of all, they have great products that are going to absolutely blow you away. Now, I'm telling you, folks, this is really important. It's incumbent upon us as patriots to do our part in defunding the cabal and taking away their ability to continue to funnel money into causes that are really designed to kill us. It is our responsibility. So click that link in the description of the video, switch-stores.com slash Patriot Underground. You'll be glad you did. I promise you, folks. Now enjoy the show. Patriot out. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Patriot Underground. Today is December 23rd, 2023. Thank you so much for joining me, folks, to discover the truth beneath the surface. I really do appreciate everybody out there taking the time to listen. So today, it is my great honor to finally meet the great Nino Rodriguez. I've been trying to connect with this guy for a long time, and he actually took some time out of his personal vacation, his, his uh, downtime to come on the show. So I really do appreciate it, Nino. It is really an honor to have you on. I've been a fan of yours for a long time, listening to your podcasts, and uh, it's great to have you on, brother. I really do appreciate it. How you been? Great. It's a strange thing to hear, like, oh, I'm a fan of yours. That, that, that's I used to just hear that from boxing. <laughs> so, like, no, True, like... Man. You know, when people come up to me and say, hey, watch your videos, I'm like, what? I still have to, like, process that. Yeah. It's a strange thing because this is new to me. All this is brand new to me. I This is not something I plan to do at all. So, the, you know, it's kind of a strange pivot into something, a different arena. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. that was my that was going to be my first question because I think everybody knows about your boxing career. And that really, you know, was, was kind of uh, – already known about David Nino Rodriguez, but I think a, a lot of folks don't really know how you transitioned into podcasting. I think that the viral video you did was the was the real key marker. So I wanted to ask you about that. What was it that prompted you to do that and and make that transition? Because, you know, like like you, I wasn't planning on becoming a podcaster, but I was just an ordinary guy. And you were already in the in the spotlight with boxing. And so what was it that that prompted you to make that video and, and really jump into this new arena? Well, first and foremost, I never planned on it. It was completely done unwittingly. I did not plan on doing a viral video. I was simply on, I was just newly sober, just a few months. And I was talking about my, I was going on Facebook lives with my, just a few friends on there. You know, I'd get like 10,000 views, you know, and I was just talking about my sobriety. Mm-hmm. And I was just talking about my journey in sobriety, just trying to help out my friends or whatever, and just discuss why I'm doing this, why I'm, why I decided to stop alcohol. And I honestly was using it as like an open diary uh, for people, I was talking about my sobriety. And then I just started going into like what I know about Hollywood. And then uh, I turned off the video and went about my day. And then in the afternoon, I went back and checked it, and I was like, that doesn't seem right. Well, how do I have fifty thousand views already? And then 
I was like, okay, that's just weird. I guess people just find that topic very taboo or whatever. And I went to bed and I woke up the next morning. It was at like 400,000 views. Wow. And then I was like, oh, what's going on here? And I got really nervous. And that that's when I got nervous because I knew what I was talking about. And I was like, oh, man. And, uh, you know, I, I have some A-list. People know my friends in Hollywood. And uh, and I and I called one of them and I was like, man, I, I kind of let the cat out of the bag. I'm really nervous about this. And uh, he just he's like, it needs to be out there, Dave. It needs to be out there. Don't run from it. You know, and he really he coached me through it. And then I went back and I and I saw and I went back and looked at the video again. And then it was at like almost a million views. And then I was like, that's it. I, and then I just took it off, dude. I took it off because I got nervous. Mm. And uh, I, I got scared. I was like, man, this is this is my life. I'm, I'm, now, I'm what dealing. year was that, Nino, that you that you made that video? Uh, that was in 2020. Exactly. Like right. right when everyone was at home, you know, like. It, I feel like I, it was like I, that video I feel was the video and I'm not tooting my own horn or nothing, but it was almost like the video that shipped consciousness during that time that where everyone went from what, like, what, what's this guy talking about? This is not going on bluff to on YouTube. Is it? No, I got kicked off there a long time ago. Okay. So it's adrenochrome. Right? Really, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so I was talking about adrenochrome and I, I actually hit the hornet's nest with the, with the, you know, like a baseball bat. Yeah. And uh, I just, uh, um, I took it off, but everyone already like copy and pasted it and they were putting it on TikTok and it was flow. It was just, dude, I don't know how many millions of views it got. Like if you go try to find it now on YouTube, it's been taken off, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, for, I remember like everyone was talking about it. My friends were calling me like, dude, what the hell's going on? I was getting calls. My, this is weird because not many people experience this in their lifetime, right? My phone I would put it on the desk and it would literally, with all the notifications it was getting, would vibrate off the desk. I put it back on and I would just watch it fall off the desk. I mean, it was crazy. I did. I I turned off my phone. The battery would go dead in a matter of like an hour, man, because all the notifications that were coming in That's from crazy. my social media, blow, everything just blowing up. And I was at that point, I was like, oh man, like I had to have a gut check. I was like, either I'm in a, I'm either gonna run from this and figure out a way to like hide out in the mountains or uh or embrace it and i was like well i don't feel like hiding out in the mountains so not in your blood have... you're a fighter anyway yeah i'm like i'm gonna have to fight mm-hmm. i'm gonna have to embrace this and, and go and dig my heels in and, and, and fight these demons dude and so that's why i just decided from there i went on as many podcasts as i could obviously the mainstream media stayed away from it but i just started going on different podcasts Mm-hmm. And that's just how this all started. The, 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 it, it, not intentional at all. It was really me deciding to um, take on this fight. That's awesome. I mean, I'm so glad that you did. And I'm sure that there are probably hundreds of thousands, if not millions of patriots out there who are grateful for that. And, and look what it's turned into. I mean, your platform is really, I think, the biggest in alternative media. It's it's absolutely amazing the work that you've been doing, the people that you get on, the interviews I mean, there's always something going on at Nino's Corner. So, I mean, here we are, you know, we're at the end of 2023. Christmas is two days away. And uh, I can remember listening to you like, you know, last year talking to Juan and saying, you know, like thinking, uh, well, I'm thinking this is going to be a, you know, a a hot summer and a nuclear fall. And, you know, I don't think any of us really expected that we were going to be at the end of 2023 certainly going back to the beginning of your journey. I mean, I came onto the scene in 2021. I never imagined. I mean, for me, it was right after the stolen election. I never imagined we'd be here in 2023. So I wanted to just kind of start there and get your general outlook. I mean, I have some more specific questions about, 
you know, where we are right now. But I wanted to give you an opportunity to just sort of lay out the roadmap and the way that you see things, because you talk to a lot of influential people. And uh, I'm really curious to pick your brain. I always thought it would be an interesting conversation, too, because you and I, we interview a lot of the same folks. I mean, Gene Deco, Jim Willie, Kerry Cassidy. I mean, the list just goes on and on. So I thought it would be interesting to hear from you and uh, kind of like compare notes a little bit. So, I mean, where do you think we are right now? What's your general outlook on everything that's going on? And then we can kind of dig in a little bit more. Obviously, coming into 2024, this is going to be the deciding year. So that that to me is exciting because I don't see us losing this, not at all, not 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 at all. We're we're going to win this. It's going to get ugly, um, and it's going to get scary. But I do have, you know, for me, I, I have a lot of people on on speed dial that I can call. And be like, what's going on in the situation? And they answer my calls, which I'm very grateful for. And um, I, I will say that. As we go into 2024, th- this whole process had, you know, in the beginning, I was like, man, why isn't the military making a move? What's right. going on? Here? Like when Biden first, I thought, he, I thought everyone was going to be arrested at the inauguration. I was Same. one of those people. Same. You know, I was like, this, there's no way this, this is unbelievable. Yep. Well, we're watching here. And if Trump is truly a uh, commander in chief, this, this will be taken care of like that. This, but no, it couldn't because it was the the circumstances and ramifications if Trump would have signed the Insurrection Act would have been dire and it would have led us into civil unrest and civil war that we would still be trying to put out fires right now and we'd be a sitting duck a sitting target for other countries and it just would not and then people would not know people would have never know think about how all the all the people let's say let's realistically say thirty something million that voted for him let's just say that's being generous uh, gen, uh generous um because we know he didn't get eighty one. But yeah. but so so these people would have been irate, pissed off, and they probably would have absorbed a lot more people on their side, thinking that Trump is a tyrannical dictator, the country spinned into a civil war. Trump would have had a bad stigma, and they would have ultimately won going that route. So going this route was the safest route because, um, although it sucks for us that are awake, but the less resist the the for the country as a whole, it's better. To see what would a this this moment of pause with with Biden when Trump calls it the pause, to let the country see just what they asked for, just to get what they asked for, which was Biden, right? Which is a globalist agenda, uh, Trojan horse. The borders are wide open. We're in we're in we're practically at world war. It's bad. And now a lot of the Democrats are saying, "Man, I don't want this." If you got Michael Rappaport out there talking about like how he ah. You know, it's on the table now. People are waking up, but that's what we wanted. This was the safest route. So that being said, we had to do it this way. It could, it had to be this way, right? Like Q has said. So now that we're going this direction, going into 24, everything is falling apart for them. Everything. Everything's falling apart. The whole plan is just going, just crumbling down. And they got to hold on to Biden, which they're trying to figure out right now how they can replace them. Mm-hmm. So, as you can see, they're doing desperate moves to Trump to trying to take him off ballots. It's still not going to work. Um, but, you know, so they're going to try to replace, they're going to play Democrat musical chairs with Biden. They're going to try to replace him. He's the rotting corpse, as Juan has said, of the Democrat Party. So they're, we're making them hold on to him. We're making them hold on to them. So it's going to be up to them how they can figure out how to maneuver him out of the picture. Only and, and it doesn't matter what they do within the system because the whole system's coming down. So if you look at us, we're on the outside of the system. Imagine them inside a bubble and we're all just looking into this bubble as they just just cause havoc and within the justice system, the 
using lawfare, all this, that, that whole system that they're playing in right now is going to crumble down. It's going to tumble down. It's going to free fall. And it's happening right now. The only thing left right now is the financial system. So that's going to go. So as we go into 2024, um, you're going to see more of the system fall apart. You're going to see more chaos. You're going to see desperate moves, a Hail Mary maybe. Uh, it's move and counter move. It's a fluid game. It's like boxing. We're going to see what they do. We counter. Uh, mm -hmm. Then we throw a punch. They counter. You know, so it's it's going to be like that. So as we go into 2024, I'm expecting um, a, an event or a series of events to take place way before the election. Because uh, I, I do not believe we're going to be having an election. And everyone I talk to believes the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, that there's going to be some kind of event. They're going to pull the plug. It's going to be the Democrats because there's going to be no way to stop the free flow of information that's coming through on X that they used to stop, you know, uh, a hard stop on everybody. They were deplatforming everybody, uh, kicking, uh, bombing everybody, censoring everybody. They, they're not doing, they can't do that now because of X and because other people created platforms. Uh, we've, uh, getter, uh, true social. I mean, there's so much now that they can't stop the free flow of information, which puts them in a very precarious place. They, they, they're kind of stuck. They don't know what to do. So they need to unplug everything, which mm -hmm. I believe is going to be the banks and then maybe the internet. Um, and, and this is all hypothetical. Uh, and then cause chaos, which they're going to use the immigrants to do so, which is going to be cells that are activated inside the United States. I believe in certain cities. That, you know, just like how they were bringing in bricks for BLM to throw up buildings and through windows. These guys are coming over with massive uh, artillery. OK, they're coming over with uh, IEDs, uh, uh, machine guns, AKs, ARs. Yeah, so they're talking about guns delivered to the cities in the same way they delivered bricks. They're yes, just well, they're, actually just, they're, they're coming right over with them, dude. No one's stopping them. They're, they're actually coming over the border arms. Bringing them over, oh. dude. Yes. I'm on the border. I know. Yeah, so I hear these stories. So this is what's you know, this is potentially what I say. I have to say it that way. Potentially what could happen in 2024. Now, what's going to kick it off? That's my question. Like, what's going to be the thing? Are they going to realize they can't get rid of Trump, which they will? They're going to figure uh, we can't get rid of this guy. What I think they're trying to do right now, their, their last hope right now is. Is uh, DeSantis, Nikki Haley. Uh, maybe bring in uh, The Rock or Mark Cuban for Biden and uh, Newsom. So they want to put in Newsom and some star with Newsom and then put in DeSantis and uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, whoever, I don't know whoever, man. You know what I mean? Like yeah. whoever they can get. Mm -hmm. So that's what, and once they figure out that ain't going to work either, that's when I think, that's, that's when it's going to happen. That's when I think, that's when this shift is going to happen. Like, fuck this. Like, we got to do something. Like, we're not winning. This is getting bad. Pull the plot. You know what I mean? Some, so that, that now I'm speaking hypothetical. Right. And we can all see where this is going. This is where it's headed. They're going to find out Ron DeSantis ain't going to do shit for them. And he's going to be out of the picture. When that happens, when you finally see De DeSantis sit his ass down, because I said we can expect. I'm sorry if I'm talking too much here. No, you're good. Lay it out. Okay. I said we also could uh, expect a flash bang from DeSantis, which would cause the country to go nuts. That's also an option. They steal the nomination from Trump because, well, why? People say that's impossible. Well, hold on. Iowa and New Hampshire are already talking about giving the nomination to DeSantis. Now, factor in other 
other uh, states that might take Trump off the ballots just because. And then you say, well, that's it. Well, they're still taking the Supreme Court and reverse that. But what if so many states do them so fast and they kick the can down the road with the Supreme Court that finally they just say, you know what? Eh, Trump has too much dirt on him. There's too much. We're just going to give it to DeSantis. And then that's going to piss off everybody mm-hmm. because they're going to we're all going to know, hey, man, that we know what you guys did. So there's that option, and then there's the option of Ron DeSantis just backing out. Either way, either way, do you honestly believe these globalists, power hungry, the the most powerful people on the on the planet, are just gonna walk away and say, "Ah, we oh. lost. No big deal. No big deal. We're just gonna go ahead and lick our wounds, and we'll try again next time. Better luck next time. A for effort. No way. No, no way. This is for this is for all the marbles. They know if Trump gets in there. It's over for them. Their existence, their fucking existence, like everything about them is done. They mm-hmm. go into the void of hell. It's over. Absolutely. Never to reemerge again. So so this is for this is it, man. This is the big show. This is the big game going into 2024. I agree with you. I've always said that we really can't get past 2024 and still hold this movement together. I think that, you know, honestly, there are a lot of people out there who are already talking about taking up arms and civil war and all that stuff. And I know that um, you and I, I think, probably both agree on this, that that's really a a last resort. Like we're trying to do everything that we possibly can to avoid going that route. But people are really kind of starting to wonder at this point, you know, how it's going to go down. And I think the, the interview that you did with Juan, I think it was back in like a month ago now, where he talked about citizens having to take up arms and, you know, that raised a lot of people's uh, eyebrows, let's just say. And I think even yours, I mean, judging by your reaction to that, because, you know, you said to him, you're like, you're telling me that we're going to have to pick up arms against these fuckers. And, you know, we're going to be the military. And and Juan just said unequivocally, he was like, absolutely. And he said, we're going to have to go into battle with these people on our own soil. And I think it raised. You got to remember that their army is the immigrants. They're, They're already recruiting them onto the police force, on to, so we're going to be, this is how bad it's getting the police force into our own services, uh, you know, yeah. uh, armed services. I mean, this is, yeah. this is what they're doing. They're, they're just infiltrating us. It's the Trojan, yeah. Tro- Biden was the Trojan horse. So, mm-hmm. so do you see it going down that way, Nino? I mean, do you think that, uh, because one of the, one of the things I've done, I've done commentary on this, talking about this, but, you know, do you think that that would be a scenario where it could spiral out of control pretty easily with with uh, people not knowing who the enemy is and all these different people coming over the border. I mean, once this thing goes hot, if it do, if it does go that way and, you know, I think it could spiral out of control, especially if there's military not really available. And I think that was to me, it was probably the most concerning aspect of that conversation, because I had always imagined, like you had told us, you know, the, think logically, the only way is the military and that they've got people in position to be able to counter these threats. Not that we're not going to have to play a role because I mean, let's, let's be honest here. Nobody's naive enough to think that the military can be everywhere all at once. when you've got millions and millions of potential hostiles, but the question of whether or not we, the citizens are going to have to do the heavy lifting and go to war essentially against these individuals uh, raised a lot of concerns. And and I think that uh, that's legitimate. You know, I, I think a lot of folks, uh, kind of felt like it was a shift in the narrative, you know, that, um, you know, one minute we're kind of like, yeah, enjoy the show, you know, and, and all that sort of thing. And now it's starting to and get now you can be part of the show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, and like even you said, I mean, it's going to be uh, instead of a, a, a near death experience, as Juan calls it, like a, an actual death experience for a lot of people out there. So I'm, I'm curious. I know that 
you know, he laid it all out there and, you know, you, you, you commented a little bit, but I'm just really curious to get your, you know, your unfiltered take on what he said and how you think that's going to go down. And like you pointed out, and I agree with you that the insurrection act, I, I understand the whole argument about, you know, the AI supercomputers gaming it out there. It would lead by degree to civil war. It would be brother against brother. The country wasn't awake enough yet. I get all of that. But then what I wonder about is at the end of the day, if you've got millions and millions of illegals like you've talked about and many have talked about the, the guy, the shooter in Maine shuts down one shooter, shuts down the whole state. And then you've got all this infiltration going on inside of the military, inside of law enforcement. And then there's the question of how much of the military really is recognizing Donald Trump as commander in chief. So if he were to come back as a wartime president, that could in my view, it could spark a civil war anyway, a major divide of people saying states saying we don't recognize you as commander in chief. So I'm kind of wondering, you know, what what your take on that is. And if you see a clear distinction between how it's actually going to play out, I mean, how we define it is one thing like a revolutionary war versus a civil war. But if it still ends up with millions of people dead in the streets, I think, it, you know, it, it kind of becomes a semantics question at that point. So what are your thoughts? From what I've been told, that there's been supercomputers that have gained this out not only thousands of times, but potentially millions of times. And this is the best route. So however hard, however, how hard this is going to be, this is still the best way to go. So people really need to think about that. Supercomputers that have gained this out. Now, Juan has told me this and another person has told me this, but I'm not going to say who. Um, that supercomputers have gained this out. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands of times, this is the best route to go. The only route to go. So rest assured, this has been gamed out. This is the only, the, we are fighting the most powerful people that had plans for humanity to destroy humanity forever, depopulate humanity, and send us into bondage and slavery with AI running everything from here forward. This is the best route. So people, put on your big boy pants. Strap on your boots. And this is why I have, and a lot of people don't agree, why do you have auditing the police on your channel? Because they better know the fucking Constitution. And these people that are going to be enforcing these draconian laws, these immigrants that are digging over the, that are going to be dressed as police officers and that, now you know why I put it on my channel. Because they better know the Constitution. You better test these fuckers. That's why. That's why I put that on my channel, auditing the police. That's my method to this. Because the police better know the Constitution, your amendments, and better, and you better know your rights too. Because when these people start enforcing these draconian laws, and there's checkpoints, and there's lockdowns, you better pull your camera out and put these police officers on blast, because we don't know who's who. So that's why. So now people know why I put this on my channel. Okay, fair enough. Absolutely. Well, I mean... I think this kind of ties into my next question as well, it, you know, going back to the Q drops. I mean, and I don't know how how much you follow the Q drops. I was kind of late to the party in all in all honesty. Yeah. But, uh, you know, this whole concept of, you know, we're, we're watching a scripted movie. Right. You've heard this talked about many, many times by many hosts out there. A lot of a lot of uh, can, people considered to be insiders have talked about this, you know, that the White Hats are in full control, maybe not full control. But, you know, they're the ones running the chessboard behind the scenes. And I'll really tell you what, it's, it's obvious the Black Hats have serious resistance. Otherwise, we wouldn't be in this right now. This would have been done with Hillary. This would have been done. So there is a fight. I, there is a White Hat operation, no doubt. No doubt. Oh, yeah, we agree on that. Absolutely. I guess my question is, you know, to what extent 
do you really think that the White Hats are in control and that we're actually watching a scripted movie? Because that for me is is hard to figure out. I'm sure for you as well, because, you know, we're in the position where we I mean, you have a lot of resources where you like you said, you can call people up and say what's going on. Uh, but sifting through all this information and disinformation and wondering, you know, we, there's still the question of you got people out there talking about military tribunals that have happened, executions behind the scenes, all of these different narratives. And some people are even wondering if the, the mass arrests have already occurred. And, you know, while we were all distracted with COVID, there's just a million different narratives out there. So, I mean, how do you navigate that? Do you think that there's uh, truth to that, that we're watching a scripted movie and, and to what extent? I've been told by people that I trust that there have been military tribunals, but on a higher strata, like a very high strata. It's not like, oh, Michelle Obama and Hillary have been taken in and their clones are walking around. None of that shit. That's bullshit. That is horse shit. Stop it. Like, stop it. Um, so no there's no clones out there, are you saying? No, yeah, there's clones. There are. There, there is that. I, I've heard from people that I trust that. Oh yeah, especially in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. It's there. There's that. But, but so I you're mean, saying never, pertaining to these like these elite. Yeah, people. like we're not like I do not believe me personally that there's been arrests. They're they're looking up all the, all the CEOs that sat that stepped down during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. uh, thousands, right? I mean, right. I don't know how many there were. There was so that's all takedowns, man. I yeah. believe. I believe Tom Hanks was sat down, interrogated. I think he's, I don't think we're looking at his clone, but I think he's walking around, but I think he knows he's in deep shit. I think he knows it's over. I mean, all these celebrities that are on the list, all this adrenochrome, all this stuff is real, man. And they're going down and they know it. Um, when when I look at it like, <clears throat> like imagine the system is a confined space. Okay, like, like let's just say for uh, keepsake, just because Biden seems like a little special ed kid, let's say, let's say let's put him in the sandbox. Let's put Biden in the sandbox, and we're just saying, messy it up, little guy. Go ahead, have fun. And he's just fucking messing up everything, and and he thinks they're 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 they think they're in control, but they are of their system, which they, which we're all in right now. America is in, but the White Hats are surrounding this system with a new system to, or this sandbox surrounding the sandbox. And the people that are awake, like you, me, and others that are watching this program, are watching them destroy the system from outside, knowing that we got all this. We got the whole park to ourselves, where we're watching them just destroy the sandbox, make a mess. And we know when they're done, we're going to arrest them and send their ass to fucking Gitmo. And all the normies are in the sandbox watching this. Yeah, way. yeah. And they're like, oh, this is horrible. But they, we understand that. They're just in this closed little environment that we're letting them destroy because we need to get rid of it anyway. We don't want the sandbox there anymore. We want to lay grass and have a nice field. So we're letting them do that. So go ahead, destroy it. And all of us are watching it from the outside going, this isn't this interesting. And so that's what you're watching right now. Hmm. And, 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 and when Trump says he's commander in chief nuclear beyond, or he doesn't say, but people on my show have said that that's, I believe that is a hundred percent dead on. And the safeties are in place. That's why he created Space Force. Mm -hmm. That's why he took office. He came in to lay the groundwork, which he did. Yep. You saw him go to the, 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 the Saudi Arabia. You saw him take, he did a world tour. He yep. visited with Putin. He went to North Korea. He was laying the groundwork for when this happens, which is happening right now. We have our allies. We know what's going on. Everyone's probably on the same page. Mm -hmm. and we have safeties in place. It's over for them. And, and I think when the realization hits them that it's over, 
that's when, they, you know, let's say we're playing chess. That's when they knock over the chessboard and they just hope for chaos. They just, that's their last hope. Hope for chaos. And you that think that the trigger them. is going to be when they just, when they finally figure out that they can't get rid of Trump? Like right, they run out of options. They can't take him off the ballot or SCOTUS. You think SCOTUS is going to rule? What, what What's your view on the immunity question? Because I know that they're, you know, they're kicking that down the road, but I'm curious. Yeah. What you think. I don't know. That that's the big question for me. I I don't know. I, I'm just like you. The way, I, I, the way I see it, if if they if they rule in in Trump's favor, that kills the trial, right? But yeah. if they say that the no, trial it doesn't needs have, to happen, I think. Yeah, I think so too because it's supposed to be live streamed. He's talked about introducing classified evidence at the trial, which we know. Like you you mentioned the groundwork. He laid the groundwork with but, his. But remember, work. none of this matters. It doesn't matter, and and it would be nice if he has the trial and then and then the evidence gets presented. But still, he's nuclear and beyond. Whatever direction this goes, he's the guy with the big guns. He's sitting back like this. Go ahead. Like I said, they're in the sandbox. Let's watch them muddy it up whichever which way they what no what we're watching right now is them panicking and they're desperate. They don't know what to do. They're starting to realize who's real and I, I think it's already happening. They're starting to realize who's in control. And I think they're starting to go, Man, everything we throw at this guy, what's going on here? Like what what who, how is this guy still uh, enduring this? This doesn't make any sense. How is he still playing chicken with the deep state and putting it, giving him a, bit, a big this? No, and and just for the normies out there, what man, a billionaire, would do this? What, what would be the method behind his madness? No man would put his jeopardy in danger and just say this to the deep state and take on the world, unless he has something very strong behind him, like I don't know, military. Okay, you don't do not a man of that caliber. He could golf. He's eighty years old already, man. He's ready to retire. Yeah, he doesn't he need multi billionaire. He had no reason to do this, right? And put your family in jeopardy for the rest of their lives and their kids' lives, and you will die. These people will get you. You think he's that dumb? No, we win this, man. We're gonna win this, and it's coming. And I think, yeah, I mean, just logic, common sense. If you look at a man like uh, uh, Trump's stature. Uh, uh, you know, intellect. He's not going to jeopardize his family and everything he's worth to take to go head to head with the globalist deep state just because he wants to. He just feels like it that day. It doesn't work that way. He's got the bigger guns behind him, and he knows the plan. This guy was invited to run, and he's the front man of the band. He may not be the guy writing the music. He may not be the guy playing the instruments, but he's up there with the microphone commanding the normies or he's turned the normies into MAGA. He's created a movement and that's what they use them for. Totally agree with you. Absolutely. Well, let me ask you a question about the military because, you know, uh, Juan said on your, on your show that uh, the only, I I think it was the same show I referenced earlier that the, the only portion of the military that, that recognizes Trump as commander in chief is inside of Cheyenne mountain. And as we know that they control the biggest guns, you just pointed that out. So this thing's not going to go nuclear. It's not going to go beyond, uh, you know, conflagrate into a into a thermonuclear war. But then he said that the uh, that the Pentagon and the rest of the military basically recognizes or at least it sounded like he was implying that they recognize Biden as commander in chief. So I wonder, you know, when this all goes down you know, what is your opinion on the military and where the where those allegiances are going to lie? Do you think it's going to be one of those you got to pick a lane moments or do you think this is already uh, sort of set in motion behind the scenes and that most of the military is already behind Trump? 
I don't think I'm out of place for saying this because Juan has stated it on my show. Uh, so I don't think I'm out of place in saying this. But according to Juan, and from what I understand, uh, power and communication needs to shift from SES, which is Bush controlled, Obama controlled SES, to Cheyenne. Now, an event has to take place where that happens. And then it's it's almost like a plug is pulled, all communication losses switches to I guess what we would call Space Force Cheyenne. Right. I don't know, but but that's still not Trump. That's the military. They later on Trump gets uh, once the, the then we go back to 2020, fix 2020. Then Trump gets uh, uh, inserted back in office. But there's going to be some something needs to happen. Okay, where our mainland is threatened to the degree of probably nuclear. That this that when when that threat hits the mainland hits America, then it shifts to nuclear and beyond, mm-hmm. and only until then. So, however that plays out, I don't know. That, yeah. but I I'm always transparent with anybody I talk to in my audience, uh, and that's what I understand. So there's going to be some kind of event where that needs to take place, where sh- command shifts from SES to Shine. Now both both sides feel they're going to own that day from what I understand. Mm-hmm. So it will be a Red Sea moment. So both sides do feel, both sides know this is where this is going. And it's going to be a Red Sea moment. And this is where divine intervention needs to happen because SES, maybe they feel they have the capabilities to still control the day. Uh, Cheyenne Mountain feels like they can control the day. That's just to my, that's as far as I understand it. Now, what happens, anyone's best guess. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I kind of wonder too about, I mean, and this is all speculative. There's no way to know, but what's the timing going to be like here? This is, we're going to have this Cuban missile crisis type of event that, that Juan is talking about. They're already about. in our backyard, bro. They're there in South America right now, China, Iran. I'm, I'm on the border and I'm telling you they're in Venezuela. Nobody's watching South America. Mm-hmm. While we're distracted with Israel and fucking Ukraine, yeah. shit's happening in our backyard right now more than over there. Absolutely. And no one's covering it. Yeah. And then what happens? So we have a, a, a like a, a nuclear standoff type of event. And then at the same time, they trigger God knows what else. These border sleeper attacks. They could do, uh, you know, some sort of a, a cyber attack. That, I mean, you know, all the different. They're all options. coming here. They're all coming here. Mm-hmm. Like Juan says, this is not going to be a bad hair day. This is going to be a near death experience. In other words, we die. Like this is like getting hit by a fucking Mack truck or a train and we survive it. So that's what people need. It's not going to be like I've had friends like, look, I've had near death experiences. All right. I've been I've had my throat slit open. I I passed, you know, I've overdosed on drugs. I passed. They brought me back with a defibrillator. That's called the near death experience. I've had other friends tell me like, oh, man, I, oh, I walked away from a car accident. And I almost died. I'm like, but did you die? Hmm. No, I walked away. It was close. No, 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 no. Then that's not a near death experience. Yeah, die. That's a near-death experience. It's not like, whoa, we barely missed that. No, it's you die. Mm-hmm. So we die. And then like Lazarus or like Jesus Christ, we rise from the dead. Mm-hmm. We're going to get where we need people need to understand what this is. We die. But we come back. Well, I've often wondered, you know, how to interpret that when, uh, you know, when we talk, well, you know, Juan has mentioned and. You know, there have been others, I think, as well as mentioned that this is going to be, uh, you know, a hand of God moment, uh, that it, that it's biblical. I mean, even Q told us that this whole thing is going to be biblical. But in the end, um, 
that there's going to be this near what well, we, we know is a near death experience, but that God's going to literally show his hand and that people are going to uh, be able to understand at that moment that the only thing that could have saved us was a divine power. Uh, do you have any thoughts on, you know, I mean, it, it, there's no way of knowing, but do you have any thoughts on that when, when he says that, 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 this is it's already happening. I mean, people that have spiritual awareness that have the Holy Spirit, they know. We all know it's a spiritual war, man. We're already seeing the demons show themselves, dude. I'm seeing it in the fucking patriot movement right now. Mm. I'm seeing people get attacked demonically. I, that's what I think it is. All this infighting and shit. Yeah. I'm looking at it and I'm going, wow, you're you're the weakest link and the demons are attacking you. And and that's what it is. And that that's how I see it. That's mm. exactly how I see it. And and uh and this is the time for the leaders like you, myself, and others to stand firm and dig our heels into the ground and fight harder, you know, and understand that this is going to happen. This is a spiritual war first and foremost. So this is when you you shine the brightest in the darkest times. You know, it's that's just that's just how you have to do it. This is when you rise to the occasion. Hmm. So this is when you, me, others need to rise to the occasion. And I'm not going to fall in into this he said, she said bullshit and all these inside fighting. That needs to stop. Because, you know, if people want to get into that drama and fall into that bullshit, more power to you. Have fun. You're, you're, you're going to be called a casualty of war. It's right now is the time we unite, we stand together, and we take on the common enemy. We can fight afterwards all we want. Let's fight afterwards. Let's just fight afterwards. All right. Let's just forget. Just if you want to fight with me or whoever, let's just do it afterwards. But let's stay together right now and fight this common enemy and beat the shit out of them. And then then we can fight. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I get like, what you're why, saying. Why man. are we Absolutely. fighting with each other right now? It's dumb. Well, I think a lot of that stuff has to be driven by deep state elements, because, I mean, deep I've said demon. this before. Demons. Right. I mean, Demons. we are. You know, you and, you know, a lot of other folks out there really are the tip of the spear in terms of bringing this information to the public and red pilling people and and all of these uh, demons out there. Of course, they're going to try to attack the tip of the spear. They want to blunt that spear. And the best way to do that is the same way they've always done it. Divide and conquer. They're doing the same thing inside of our movement. They're trying to cause division, 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 because it just it infuses chaos in people's minds. They don't know who's telling the truth. It's a deep state tactic. Everybody knows that. Now, it's certainly possible and I think likely that the White Hats are also using similar tactics to fight back against the enemy. I think it's an asymmetric war. I don't think that everything that we're being told, even by sources that we trust, like Juan, for example, are necessarily um, you know, not disinformation to throw off the enemy. And I've said this before. I mean, I've spoken nothing but highly of Juan this entire time, but I also not naive enough. Let's, to let's talk about Juan for a second. Enemy. Go ahead. Let's talk about Juan for a second. Um, do I think he should have come clean about him being not JFK in the very get-go? Yeah. I think he led people astray on that, and I've told them before. He was like, well, people, I mean, to him, he was like, well, I mean, people can assume what they want. He's, but was it maybe, maybe by having that mystique about him, uh, did he pull more of an audience to get the message out? Maybe. Maybe that was a tactic. I don't know. I can't speak for him. But I will tell you that the conversations I've had with him, uh, I do like the man as a friend, and I've been around a lot of shady, shady motherfuckers in my life in in boxing, promoting, and sorry for the language, but that's just where I come from. That's all good. I grew man. up on the border. I was I was raised on both sides, Mexico and Mer and America. I've been involved in crime since I was twelve, 
you know, like, dude, like stealing cars. I mean, I mean, I did it all. I haven't never read your book. Do you talk about all this stuff in your book? Uh, I don't really go. I, I could have added a lot more chapters. I mean, my dad make me, made me take out the donkey show chapter. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but so, uh, no, the book is, yeah, I think it's good. Um, it's got a lot of good five-star reviews. But uh, but just growing up, growing up on both sides of the border, being around this criminal element, I know shady people, man. I know when their heart's not in the right place. Now, people make up your own mind. But if I've had some pretty good conversations a lot with Juan, uh, privately and publicly, and I am very transparent. I put it all out there. Um, this guy cares about our country. Okay. I agree. Juan cares about this country. Um, and there's, I think General Flynn is a patriot as well. Uh, I do not believe Flynn is working for the feds and all this other bullshit. Um, I talk to Joe Flynn quite often. Um, and uh, I've asked Joe Flynn. And that's the way I do things. I go, I manage your brother crooked. You know, fuck, you tell me right now. I go, why are you voting for Robert Kennedy, bro? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, I talk to him like that. Hmm. Why? Well, you know, you're like, eh. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, nah, dude, it didn't fly with me. Why do you think there's I, so much I, questioning around uh, around Flint? Because he's been a target now for a while. I mean, Lynn Wood came out against him like two years ago. I mean, Jayco did a, a a whole thing. I remember. I don't think Flynn, I, in my opinion, in my opinion, just in my opinion, I don't think he's uh, behind the firewall, man. So he's going to think he's doing what's best for the country. So he has just been in on the plan, you think? No, no. But I think he's a public patriot. I do believe he's a patriot, and I think he's a he's one hell of a man, a good a good man, okay. and I and I and I really believe that. I absolutely Trump calls him man and talks to him like the, he's his buddy, yeah. you know. And he's and he's and he even told Joe Joe Flynn he's like, hey man, you vote for who you want. It's your right as a man. He didn't get in his face. What are you doing, man? You're gonna mess me up. Then no, he's like, hey, go ahead. You want to vote for Robert Kennedy? Go ahead. Like, it's Let me just, ask you this about him because you know you mentioned uh, you always talk about DeSantis, you know. <laughs> Talking about, uh, I loved it when you said he's he's uh, he's hanging around like a fart. I think it was a recent show <laughs> you did. I laughed my ass off. But uh, I'm curious, you know, like, do you think that there's any chance that Flynn, you know, kind of gets involved here with the presidency? I mean, what, I mean well, that'd be cool. Thoughts on that? Oh, I, that's something I could get behind. That'd be cool. Um, I thought about it. Uh, I've heard Trump tell him on the phone, "We need you healthy, Flynn." You know, he said that at the uh, reawaken tour. I don't know, man. It's, it's anyone's best guess. We're going to need a general in these times. You know, we're going to need somebody that's got that kind of a background, right? Um, so if he does pick Flynn, I'm not going to. I'm 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 going to be all for it, man. Okay. You know that'd be cool. I, I do not believe Flynn is deep state. That now that's my. Do you think, opinion. That, do you think the Patriot community as a whole agrees with you and they would embrace no. Flynn? No, I think there's a lot of Patriots out there that don't trust Flynn, and that's the up to. And dude, I'm not trying to. That's fine. But we all need to come together. You know, like he may have, look, Flynn, everyone's entitled to their own beliefs, opinions, whatever. We all don't need to think exactly the same. I agree, we need yeah. to be in the same sphere. You know, we're all still going to be very different. We're all come from different backgrounds, experiences. We can't all think the same. We'd be robots. We'd be drones. We'd be clones of each other. So we're all going to have different backgrounds and thoughts and opinions. So that being said, Flynn has his. He's a Democrat. Mm -hmm. He's obviously naturally not going to think like a lot of people that are conservative, hardcore conservative. Mm -hmm. But he's on the right side, I believe. So, and 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 that's that. I mean, me personally, I'm not even a conservative, bro. I'm a liberal and 
fiscally conservative. I I I was probably before Trump more liberal than I was uh, conservative. Really? Honestly, okay, yeah, I, I would say I was. Now a lot more <laughs> conservative than I am anything, but yeah. But, well, the more uh, I learn, the more conservative I become. But the, the whole I, I know both sides are crooked. Yes. They're both corrupt. They work for each other. Yeah, I mean, exactly. That's it's it's Coke and Pepsi. I think really what what you're talking about and what I'm what I've been talking about really is 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 bridging the gap here. And unity is so important because, like you know, we were texting briefly and you said, you know, we're in a critical time, you know, and, and I couldn't agree more. It is a critical time. And I think that the, the deep state's number one weapon is to can introduce confusion and introduce discord in the community. But I think that also needs to be balanced out with, you know, if you think about because you have, you know, people you can talk to on the inside, you know, the people out there, like the ordinary people out there, they don't really know what the hell's going on. They don't know who, who to trust. And so there's a natural uh -huh. skepticism because like where we started tonight, uh, today, rather, I should say that, uh, you know, I said that nobody expected we were going to be in this position in 2023. I didn't. So there are a lot of I people. But I didn't either. But the more we go, the more obvious to me that we needed to go this way. There's a lot of people that are a lot smarter than myself, you and many people watching that have gamed this out and they didn't even game it out themselves. They've used supercomputers to do so. Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. Well, I know we weren't going to, we're going to try to keep this uh, brief because you're on vacation, you know, and I, I really do appreciate you coming on the show. Is there anything that, uh, I mean, everybody knows about Nino's corner.tv. I think everyone out there in the audience knows who you are uh, and knows where to find all your work, but you know, what can you leave us with in terms of final thoughts or anything you want the audience to know before we wrap this up? And I'd love to get you back on. Hopefully uh, next time we can go for a little longer and dig into some of these issues in some more detail, but uh, it's been great having you on. Thank you. Uh, yeah, let me just, I just want to put to rest the grifter stuff. When the purge happened on in 2020 with YouTube and everything, I didn't know if I was going to keep my channel. So I was approached by somebody that worked at an agency. I was like, hey, we can help you create your own website. I was like, that'd be great. Because the purge was happening in real time at that time, at that moment. Um, a lot of people were going to rumble, but nobody knew what to trust. I was like, man, I don't trust any of it. So I created my own site. I kept it very minimal on what I charged, $4.99, bro. That's less than a cup of coffee at Starbucks. Mm -hmm. And people pay for cups of coffee every day at Starbucks. And I, I just had one, and it was like 20-something bucks for two of them. So this that I started was something that I created a monster. And in doing so, the reason I say I created a monster is because I first did it to save my ass. I started using code. Uh, I started acting like a mime on, on YouTube. Everyone knows when they watch my program, I'm like very – uh, I don't tick off the alarm. I don't tick off the AI. I just stay under the radar the best I can. Well, I created Nino's Corner.tv as my safe space. Now, that being said, I have subscribers on there that count on me. So I'm naturally going to give them what they're paying for. So people need to stop with this stuff like, oh, you need to put it out there for free. I already created this way before uh, Rumble or anything could have been trusted. I created this first. It's my place. Nino's Corner.tv is for me and my VIP audience where I give them the, if I feel like it's important enough, I will put it on Rumble later, but Nino's Corner.tv always gets it first. They will always get it first on Nino's Corner.tv. And then if I feel it's that important or it needs to go out to the whole crowd, then yes, I'll put it on Rumble. But it goes there first because I already have subscribers. It already happened. I already have this that, this, that I have to take care of. And I need to eat. Mm -hmm. Okay? So... You know, I wanted to clear that out of the air because I'm I'm tired of it. I wanted to put it to bed. Because, oh, this guy's a grifter. 
And the reason I'm on YouTube is because people have me read ads. I can't read ads on Rumble. They don't pay for that. Right. They pay for it on YouTube. They don't pay for it on Rumble. And I'm not a big enough name yet where uh, Rumble's coming and saying, hey, I'm going to give you fucking $100 million so we can keep you on our homepage like Russell Brandt and Don Jr. I'm not there. So if I go on Rumble, I kill myself. Mm -hmm. So people need to understand, like, I'm doing my best with what I have. I understand, man. And I, you know, I, I, I firmly believe that, you know, you're an honest guy. I mean, you can tell it's, it's, it's pretty obvious that you care about this country. You're doing this for the right reasons. You never imagined you were going to be in this position really anyway. And, uh, I mean, look, I get the same type of criticisms. I mean, I, I don't have uh, my own website, but, you know, if I have affiliates and products and things like that, you know, th this is uh, it's part of. And I have to pay for the website. I have to pay for everything on there. The usage fees, everything. So it's not I'm not making what people think I'm making, not even close. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, look, and, and the other thing I wanted to mention, too, is, I mean, I, I'm not a member of your site at Nino's Corner TV. And yet somehow I've been able to watch pretty much all your videos. I mean, they end yeah. up on before it's news. They end up all over the Internet anyway. So and, and your, you know, your Rumble channel. So, I mean, I, I completely agree. And I think that, you know, quite honestly, when we spend, you know, countless hours, this is a full time job for you. I mean, this is literally and what you turned out to be. Yeah. And I hope that, you know, after next year, it's not. But but uh, I hope 2025 is the cleanup year. <laughs> Let's just put it that way, man. Because I, I would so. like to pop and do some other things. I hope so. I hope so. And if we get to, the, I really hope that we get something in you know everything that we've been talking about today, you know, in in 2024. Because otherwise, it becomes a very different conversation. You know, I know yeah. I, I saw you talking to uh, Scott McKay recently about you know tactical civics and everything, and he's really big into that stuff. And you, you kind of said, look, you know. If we get to the end of 2024 and we're still in the same place, I'd be right there with you. And I think there's so many people out there that are just praying and hoping that that doesn't happen. I, I'm I'm just as confident as you are, though, that this is really going to be the year where stuff starts to go down. So I'm glad we made this connection. I mean, I, I really am. Hopefully I can uh, get you back on the show another time. Just text me. You got my number. Just text me anytime you want me on the show. And I, I want to say thank you to Kerry Cassidy for that. Yes. Kerry, we will be filming the Nutcracker yeah. soon. <laughs> thank you carrie yeah carrie was the one who, who who connected us and i really do appreciate that she's amazing uh so uh we'll talk to you again soon nino thank you everybody out there for listening god bless and godspeed have a merry christmas we'll talk to you soon patriot out